have a nice apocalypse. It's the podcast series in which we cover Southland Tales, the film, and Richard Kelly, the filmmaker. I am your co-host, Marcelo Pico, here with who? Your other co-host, Marcus Irving. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Marcelo. How are you doing? I am doing well. Good. I am happy to hear that. Great. Now, let us begin this podcast. Yes, please. (laughs) Hello to all the new listeners out there who jumped on after the last episode. Uh, Hopefully we can can keep you here. Yeah. Um, Entertain. This is what we're like with, with no guests. Yeah, we have no guests uh, this week. Robots. Robots. We have no emotions. You know what? Maybe we should have rescheduled and got a guest this week, Marcus. I think you're right. Uh, no, no, no. All right, let's stop recording. <laughs> no, we're here to talk about South End Tales. We're on Chapter 5, okay? I'm going to boil this down to its bare essentials, okay? Me and Marcus hosted a podcast in the past about wrestling, but now we're focusing on South End Tales. Uh, uh, I know about movies. Marcus knows enough about movies uh, to <laughs> to to tell you to break down to anal- analyze the film Southland Tales, uh, and we're doing it chapter by chapter, broken up uh, by the chapter stops on the Southland yeah. Tales Arrow release Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before Southland Tales, we had talked about Domino, Donnie Darko. Uh, and and now with all that, we're here in the middle of Southland Tells the movie chapter five. Um, that's enough, you know, preamble. That's enough talk, right? I think people know yeah, what yeah. they're getting into. People get it. Do, do you have anything to you add? Get it. Do, do, I mean, do you have anything to say before we? That's what we are. No, that's 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 who we are. We're we are exactly what Marcelo just said. Just two guys. Just two dudes. Out. Two dudes hanging out, talking talk, about Southland Tales. Talking about. Talking about the Southland Tales. And by the way, Southland Tales is your favorite movie of all time, yes? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to say so. Now, has uh, this experience, making a podcast about your favorite movie of all time... Be honest, Marcus. This, this is your time to be honest. Has it helped with your appreciation, your love for the movie? Or has it been like, oh... I have to do the South Antos podcast. I have to do this. Does it feel like work now talking about this movie or, or does it still give you joy? It feels like work, but I, but not, not bad work. It feels like I am doing a lot of, I'm putting in the work to enjoy something I like even more and it's working. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like I, I, I am discovering things constantly and I'm, just this episode alone, there's a couple things I'd never noticed before. Some voice lines that are kind of in the background, some shit that's on the walls, and that stuff. Uh, whenever I get one of the, whenever I notice one of those, it it just makes me feel like I'm one step closer to to uh, b- being a, a master appreciator of the film. <laughs> so, do you think? By the end, you can call yourself. By the end of the series, you can call yourself a master appreciator Appreci- of Southland Tales. Appreciator of the film Southland Tales. Yeah, I do think I can call myself that. So if somebody, I, I think I've said before that I wanted to be like the 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 go to the Star Wars the like the Star Wars lore keeper. I wanted to be that for Southland Tales. 
So let me ask you this. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, uh, for the episode, so, sorry, for the chapter we're covering today, the, we're not getting into it just yet. Uh, I just want to ask you this. Do you know what date in the movie it falls on? Uh, 2008. Um, You're the expert well, here. Well, it, it does take, take place over... Does it take place over a couple days, Marcelo? Yeah, but okay, the the shooting that takes place in chapter five. The shooting, yeah, it's on the bottom of the camera. I remember seeing it. I don't, <laughs> what day July is it? July third. Takes July third, two thousand eight. No, you're true? right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I was I was laughing because yeah. you got it wrong. No, July third. You you got it right. Two thousand eight. So you are the yeah. expert. Tom Cruise's birthday, July third. Yeah, uh, a day before my sister's birthday. Um, yeah. Uh, Happy birthday, sis. Seems like it's everybody's birthday today. Anyway, um, my birthday soon. When is your birthday? The twenty eighth. We'll uh, probably celebrate by doing a podcast that day. <laughs> uh, I think that falls on a Thursday, so I, I'm going to be busy that day. I'm sorry. Um, so, oh, That's you know what? Fine, whatever. You could you could go watch because uh, uh, I know what I'm going to be doing that night. I'm going to invitation to the party got lost in the mail. Anyways, I'm going to be seeing uh, last night in Soho that night, so I'm going to be busy, Marcus. I'm sorry. Oh wow, Edgar Ray. Wow. Yeah, Edgar Ray. So He's I'm your choosing... best friend, I guess. I'm He's the cho- guy that, uh, you talk to constantly. You'd rather go to his thing than mine. Sure. Uh, now, if you're making me choose between you, Marcus, a friend, can I consider yeah. you a friend? I, w- I would hope that you could, but I don't know what you would actually say. <laughs> this is the first time you've ever said it out loud, so I'm a little giddy right now. All right, so you're getting your wish. This is your early birthday present. So <laughs> let's just say you're my friend, okay? And Okay, let's just say that, <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. I'm, I'm already backtracking. Let's just say I'm your friend. Um, okay. Now, are you making me choose between uh, being your friend and then, also, and then being Edgar Wright's friend? I, I think so, yeah. I think so I think that's choose, what it's down to. I have to choose between Edgar Wright or you? Yeah. And, and the way that we express our friendship with our favorite filmmakers is to see their films, of course. <laughs> now, uh, since you're a friend of mine, uh, yeah. do you know what my favorite film of all time is? Yeah, sure. What is it? I want you to say it out loud. <laughs> you don't know it, do you? <laughs> ah, jeez. Yeah, Batman Returns. No. <laughs> okay, wait Batman a second. Forever. I like this. So, the one with Catwoman. In do it. Do you really not know what my favorite film of all time is? Jesus Christ. You think I would? I, I remember I saw a tweet of yours recently that was like, "This is your second favorite film." And and so and, and I what, think I can and what figure out that? what your second favorite. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, for sure. What's the movie I said was my second favorite film? Did you just saw yeah. that tweet? Yeah, I did just see that tweet, didn't I? Uh, Inglorious Bastards, of course. Okay, that's my second favorite film. You get points for that. Second favorite film. Now, okay, now Bastards. I'm such a I'm such a friend In of my yours. Top ten as well. I'm such a friend of yours that I know uh, your favorite <laughs> film of all time. <laughs> You know my top twenty-five favorite films of all time. I mean, I wasn't get, I wasn't going to get to that just yet. I was going to pull up that list, but I know your favorite film of all time. It's Authentic, right? But you don't it's know. You don't know my favorite film of all time, and that's telling. That's telling, Marcus. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I could take a guess. It's like some take a wild stab. It's some some like 
Italian porno from the seventies or something like that. I mean, you're close. Is that, is that, am I along those lines? You're, you're very close. You're, you're, you're hovering near the answer. (laughs) Am I really? (laughs) I can't be. I can't be. Apocalypse now. I don't know. No, no. Um, now I, I, I brought that up. Uh, because it, it plays into why I'd rather see uh, last night Soho than go to your birthday party, sure, Marcus. Sure. Um, sure. Because uh, Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is my favorite movie of all time, and I cannot oh, duh. pass yeah, up the opportunity right. to see a new Edgar Wright movie in theater. Right, so I'm right, choosing right. Edgar Wright over you, is what I'm saying, Marcus. So. Right. Okay. Go. Fair enough. Fair there enough. Ah, so this is the end of our friendship. It only lasted about three minutes. Right. Right. Um, on mic. For me, admitting but to out of uh, to the end, out of contractual obligation, we will continue the rest of this show. Just know that we are uh, seething in hatred towards each other. Exactly, it's it's very much like yeah. um, a name of relationship uh, be- between act. Oh, it's very much like a uh, hey. Speaking you know, of like Roger, no, Roger no, no, no. Ebert and that other guy, no, 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 the, and they uh, didn't dislike each other. I mean, cool. I mean, they at times they disliked each other, but I mean, it wasn't as. Venomous a uh, 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 hatred as this example I was going to bring up before you interrupted me, um, which is very apt to the movie we're talking about today. Uh, think of us as The Rock and uh, the, the uh, Rock Vin and Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they hate each other. Yeah. So. Yeah. And who's The Rock and who's Vin Diesel in this? Uh, I would rather be Vin Diesel. I think. So I think he makes cooler shit in general. All right. Uh, you know what? Can we both be Vin Diesel? Yeah, I think we can yeah. both be okay, Vin Diesel. Fine. We'll both be Vin Diesel. And, and we know for sure Vin Diesel would not <clears throat> tolerate a Vin Diesel. You can't have two Vin Diesels. No. So no. that that is our, our, our fight. That, uh, that the, uh, we, we cannot stand each other at this point. That we're two Vin Diesels. Yeah. The, fact, the fact that you'd call me The Rock is... Is, is blasphemy, uh, Marcus. I don't think so. I called you The Rock. I was just saying, I'm Vin Diesel, and you're also Vin Diesel. We can both be Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, anyway. So what are you drinking? Uh, water. All right. I'm going to open up this Topo Chico Heart Seltzer. Strawberry yeah, guava. You want me to open something? Yeah, open something. You want me to open something harder than water? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you going to do it? Here we go. Uh, I'm open, yeah, open up my... There we go. Yeah, this is a Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer <laughs> Spicy Pineapple. Spicy uh, Pineapple. I got this. It was They had a 12-pack. Uh, just trying to get rid of them at the store, I assume. It was 5 bucks for a 12-pack. Wow. So I said, why the hell not? I can try it out. Spicy Pineapple. Uh, give that a taste. Is that any good? Yeah. All right. That's not bad. I don't, I don't know where the spicy is, but... Uh, Certainly get a little bit of pineapple. There you go. Um, maybe maybe this will be like if I just took a, <laughs> I took a, the like uh, the the one chip challenge or something, and in a couple minutes I'll be like throwing up and losing because <laughs> I can't handle the spice. Let's hope so. But right now it feels like nothing. Uh, this hard seltzer by Topo Chico, the strawberry guava, not bad. I like Topo Chico, and their hard seltzers uh, are uh, pretty good. So. Yeah. That was our Southland Ale segment. I, I have looked for that, Marcelo. I, I can't find it. I, I remember, like, I, I've been looking. 
but for, I, I, one day I will try them off of your suggestion. For these Topo Chico suggestion. hard seltzers? Yeah. Now, uh, let's not, let's not uh, say that I'm a smart guy, okay? Uh, let's pretend Man. I'm stupid. Uh, All right. and, and you may have answered this question before, whether it be on okay. episode or off mic. But do they sell Topo Chico's up where you are? I don't know. Just I, regular I Topo Chico's. I don't know. Uh, let me like look up the Topo Chico. I'm sure they have a hard seltzer like finder or whatever every alcohol does. Yeah, it's because I'm interested in that Topo Chico by itself. Because there's Topo Chico seltzer plain, yeah. right? Non-alcoholic. And then there's like the I, hard I, seltzers. I, I'm sure I have seen that. So I don't know. But I, I don't think I've seen the hard version version of that. Gotcha. Because I know it's a... I was born on October 28th, 1989. Uh, Topo Chico, to me, is very much like a Texas South sort of thing. So um, I, I'd be surprised if the hard seltzers made its way up to you, Marcus. Um, I would be too, but we're going to search. Yeah, gonna do that search. No this. locations found in this area. See? Hmm. There you go. Too bad. Um, I'm, I'm gonna look up the like zip code for like a bigger city around me though. What's the what's look the like Des Moines? Des Moines is closest to Des Moines you? Yeah. zip code. How, uh, it's not close to me, but it's I could get there. How, how, how far away uh, is Des Moines? Four seven. Uh, like a ninety minute drive. Would you drive ninety minutes for a Topo Chico hard seltzer? No. <laughs> How much? But also, it doesn't look like I have to because it doesn't seem like it's there. Oh, damn. Uh, you know what? The search will continue. Or I can just yeah. mail you a case of uh, Topo a Chico. A single hard seltzer. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I was going to send you a case. Wrapped up in tape. All right. You know, I'm going to send you one taped up hard seltzer can um, <laughs> for our next episode. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, did you see any good movies lately, Marcus? Oh, yeah, Marcelo, I did. Oh, I saw three movies this weekend. I would say two of them were good. You know what? Since, since we have no guests this week and we can waste time, let's let's yeah. let, let's go down that list of those three let's movies. Fuck around we saw. time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just us fucking around here, huh? That's what, what we do. What's the first movie? I watched uh uh actually actually you could say I saw five movies if you want to. Or three. Right. Okay, I saw three <laughs> movies this weekend. I saw uh, No Time to Die on the silver screen. Oh, oh, you know what? Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You saw No yeah. Time Oh, and by the right. way, uh, 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 for anybody, if anybody is watching the, no, sorry, if anybody is listening to these uh, as they yeah. come out. Um, Me. Full, okay, besides Marcus, for those listening as these episodes come out, mm-hmm. we're caught up. In terms of recording, we right. we had a backlog uh, that gave us like a six month buffer at one point, but now <laughs> we're recording like two days before this episode's out. So um, out of out of pure laziness from me mostly because I'm the one that's supposed to be booking guests. I, I put all that blame on me. No, but I'm I'm totally okay with it because you know uh, uh, in terms of my schedule. I'm pretty sure this will be out when it's supposed to be out, uh, but it's just the fact that now uh, it's this interesting little 
little fact now. We're, we're, we're recording this days before it's out. Um, so that's yeah. why we can talk about No Time to Die and your thoughts on yeah. it, Marcus, because it just came out last week. And you've been running that well, column on Talk From Society about James Bond. And for those interested yeah. in your thoughts on No Time to Die, yeah. this is an exclusive. Yeah. So... Um, but b- before we do that, though, Marcelo, before we before I give you my thoughts on No Time to Die, I'm yeah. going to give you the three. I'm going to give you the three movies I saw, and I want you to guess which one I didn't like. And I like and I like two of them. Okay. Okay. No I- Time to Die. Okay. Silver Screen. Silver Screen. You you know me. You know I have not. You you you've edited the the column. Uh, yes. I think. I yes. You, you I have. read the last one, and you. Yes. You saw that I did not like anything except for Casino Royale. Which is insane to you, me. I, I haven't talked to you yeah. about this at all because I'm yeah. just seething in anger at, right. at, at you saying Skyfall is not a good movie. And I yeah. I, I don't know what to say. This is why we're not friends. Uh, but anyway, anyway keep yeah. going, Marcus. I, I saw Halloween Kills. I watched that at home. I watched that at home the okay. night it came out. <clears throat> okay. I was a fan of the first like remake Halloween. Right. And uh, old, I watched M Night Shyamalan's Old for the first time. Oh, now which one, which one of those do you think I didn't like? Oh boy, this is a fun game. Um, fun for mm-hmm. you, not fun for me because because I'm I, the one holding holding the answers. And I have a feeling I know what the answer is, and it's going to upset me. Although, uh, it, it'll upset me in one regard, but then in, in the other regard, I might come out a winner too. So I'm gonna say. Yeah. You did not like No Time to Die. You are incorrect, Marcelo. No. What? Okay. I loved No Time to Die. Wow. I thought it was fantastic. I thought that it was so good that it it made the last four that I didn't like even better in like like even better. You know what I mean? Like it 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 reframed those movies in a way that like makes me kind of like them now. Wow. I, I I really I loved everything about it. I am coming out a winner because like that's the best thing picture. you've ever said in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <'Cause> cool. <laughs> we have we have what like 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 eighty hours of us <laughs> recorded talking and out there on the internet. That's the best thing I've ever said. Yes. <laughs> and I've listened to every every moment you've said that's mm-hmm. out there on the internet, mm-hmm. and I can say that moment you just said the best one. Number one takes the spot. Okay, <clears> so that's good. I, I, I'm happy that you liked because it, it is really good. It's it's yeah. It, it, it's it's a grower for me. I, I I've seen it twice now and I can't wait to see it again. No time to die. Yeah. All right. Now now, now we got to focus on the other two. Okay. So one yeah. either old or Halloween Kills to you is a bad movie, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna say I liked them both. Sure. But I liked Halloween Kills a lot more. But I'm going to say mm-hmm. that you did not like Halloween Kills at all. So I'm going to choose that one as the one go. you don't like. There you go. You got it right, Marcelo. <sighs> that, I don't know. You're one I of those know, people. Man. You're one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of those people, I guess. I just thought, I, look, I, I liked the last one. I, liked, I, I, I enjoyed the last one for what it was. Um, when I came out of the theater, I was like kind of buzzed on it. I thought it was really cool. I haven't watched it since. I don't know if my feelings on it hold up, but this one, um, Hey, a lot, a lot of cool effects, a lot of like really neat kills and stuff. So like it it does have those base, uh, joys that you can get from one of those slasher horror movies. 
But I don't know. In general, I kind of thought like it was just kind of like buying time, waiting for the third one so they can finish it off. You know what? And I didn't think the story itself was all that interesting. I guess I, I think legally I have to say it's a, that's a fair point you're making, Marcus. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I see that. I, I saw, I, I saw it twice this weekend in theaters, Halloween kills. The, the second time I watched it, I will admit I felt that it, it did feel like padding. Uh, cause yeah. they, they know they're going to come out with one more next year. Uh, but I don't know. Made it right. Uh, I, I don't think they started filming. I don't know. It, it, I thought they filmed them like back to back. But I might be wrong. You might be wrong. You, you might be right. I might <clears> be wrong. Uh, but but anyway, regardless, yeah. The, uh, the the another one's coming out. That's that's supposed to be the final yeah. final movie in the series. Having said all that, I I like it a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give my thoughts on it actually on one of our sister shows on the network, uh, Halloween. Uh, H4O, uh, that Halloween series that we had a few years ago is coming back to cover Ooh. Halloween Kills, and I'm going to be the guest on it. I'm going to record that episode. Exclusive. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to record that episode later today, and I'll talk more about my thoughts on Halloween Kills. But I'll just say here, I I, I dare say I love it. It's it, I think wow. I think what they're going for. Sure, it's like hits you over the head with with what it's trying to say in terms of the theme of like mob mentality. Yeah. But sure. I I kind of like that direction that they went. I kind of like that it wasn't just about Laurie Strode and it was about the other people affected by Michael Myers. And uh, I don't know. It works. It worked for me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I like, that. yeah. I, I like what you just said. And also how it's about everybody else and not her. I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And also I'll say this, like second time I was watching it, I realized that it's a very mean movie and yeah. Also, uh, this past week, people have been like ranking their Halloween movies, and I've heard a lot of Halloween two Rob Zombie talk. You know, and I know yeah. that movie for you, Marcus, is <clears throat> is you know you hold in high regard Halloween two by Rob Zombie. I do, and that's a, that's another mean movie, but yeah, but but uh, I don't know. If, it feels like it has a softer underbelly. To see, me. if if anything. Uh, after this week and after all this Halloween Kills discourse, I I want to rewatch ha- Halloween Two by Rob Zombie and give it like a uh, another shot just to see if I'm, sure. you know, uh, how I feel about it now. Considering that I think Halloween Kills is also a mean movie and also very violent, and maybe that's just what I'm into nowadays. Uh, very mean, violent movie with no yeah. emotional uh, uh, heart warmth core in it. Although you say Halloween 2 yeah. has that, which I, I... I do think it does have that. But, I don't uh, remember that at all, but hey, I'll give it another shot. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll rewatch it because um, I'm curious how that holds up now. Um, but anyway, and then Old old is good. Uh, 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 old, fantastic. Yeah. And that's another like just cruel movie. Cruel. but uh, But I think in a in a very beautiful way like i would say halloween too like uh, they they kind of give you all the best and worst of life in like an hour and a half and it's uh it's uh m night is just going fucking off recently yeah and this one is uh potentially my favorite of his honestly wow but that's that might good. just be uh cuz i just saw it but uh we'll, we'll see i had a fun i, I fuck i loved it I had a fun time watching it when it came out. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I, I do like that. Like it's it's its own thing. It's very I'm not Shyamalan. Yep. 
yep. you could say it's campy. You could say he's kind of a dork and much Shyamalan, but I, I love it. I like that. I yeah, like I, I like that. it. Yeah. I like that stuff, though. I mean, I also like the way it's filmed where like a lot of stuff happens off camera and you it's, it's just very tense. It's very scary. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. <clears throat> I, I think it's effectively creepy. There's some great yeah. uh, scares in there. And but yeah, but but I mean, there's a character in there called Midsize Sedan, so you know. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's, that, that's the one thing that's like, ah, come on. <laughs> but that's in that Shyamalan for me. In in, in a nutshell, yeah. you know, his movies can be truly terrifying, but also just that sense of like, like how many dad jokes can you put into one movie? In that <clears> Shyamalan, yeah, uh, I love you though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad you liked old. I'm glad you liked No Time to Die. You know, we disagree on yeah. Halloween Kills. Uh, but if there's one thing people can say about us, Marcus, is that we like movies. We like movies, and we like Southland Tales. Southland Tales. <clears throat> and now... And we like Richard Kelly. Richard Kelly, yeah. Hey, I've never said a bad thing about the man ever in my life. No, no. no. I mean, we love him. I love, love Richard Kelly. Both of us equally. Yeah. Uh, he's made sensational work. Uh, oh. Every minute he's ever made uh, in, yeah. in, in film, whether behind the camera or in front of the camera or or whatever, everything he's done with a camera, <clears throat> uh, it's exceptional. And he's a man that's uh, he's a man that's done it with conviction. All right. <laughs> And that and that's why we haven't seen as much because he has so much integrity. <laughs> exactly. That he is not going to do what everyone else wants him to do. He's going to do what he wants to do, even if that means that he can't do it at all. He and did. that is something I respect. He's like Albert Einstein in that way. Yeah. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. He's the <laughs> He's the Nikola Tesla of our time. Exactly. Um, um, so if you're listening, uh, if you're listening Richard Kelly, uh, if you're listening, Richard Kelly, yeah. please come on the show. All right. We love you. Chapter five. South um, Are we ready? And there's a, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We got a little, no, we're not. We're not oh, going to get into okay. chapter five yet. We got a little bit of news. A little oh, bit of news. we got new. Oh, let's, let's open up Southland Tale news. Yeah. Southland Tales news. All right. Marcelo, the most important piece of news to me is that <laughs> uh, our last guest, uh, Brianna Ashby, the very lovely Brianna Ashby. Amazing. A great episode. Really fun. Listen, even though I, I re-listened to it and I thought I sounded like a very nervous dork until like <laughs> halfway through it when I when I warmed up. Um uh because I admire her a lot and I was just kind of scared to talk to her. Anyway, she tweeted about uh, the movie, or she tweeted about our episode, and that tweet got retweeted by the man himself, Richard Kelly. What? Wait a second. She quote tweeted what? me, and then that got retweeted by at J Richard Kelly. Wow, wow. So you're telling or me Richard J Kelly? I don't know. You're telling me Richard James Kelly uh, retweeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tweet that featured us and Brianna and this podcast. Yeah, yeah, wow. he did. Wow, and that 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 made my day, Marcelo. That I, I nearly cried. I very, very nearly cried when I saw it. Now, listen, I was I over the moon. I don't want to make this sound any lesser than what it is. Okay, and I love that. No, bring me down. Bring no, me no, down. listen. I love pound me into the dirt. I, I love that it happened. I'm not going to pound you. I love that it happened. I love I love that he retweeted it, right? But 
what are the chances, really, that he has listened to that episode or any of our other episodes, Marcus? That's a good question, and it is something that I reckon with pretty often. Every day of your life? I think the chances are better than not zero. <laughs> I don't think there's zero. It's I don't think it's a zero percent chance. I don't think the chances are are high either. But I think there's a chance that maybe he brought it up to somebody he knows and had them listen to it to tell him if it's any good. Is that possible? Do you think? Maybe. And whatever they recorded. Maybe. And then bring it back to him, and then he says, and they and they say no, and then he doesn't listen to it. <laughs> Do you think that's possible? <laughs> now, okay. Um, I'm going to put myself in Richard Kelly's shoes, okay? Uh, I, after, oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Um, I, I'm going to say if I were Richard Kelly and if I saw that I saw somebody was talking about me and my movie. Yeah. Uh, and this is just me. I wouldn't listen to it only because I wouldn't like other people talking about my work like i'd be worried sure if they said anything negative you know kind of like you don't want to read the reviews if you made a movie right yeah you kind of want to veer away from any form of criticism because hey not and not because you're above it just because uh no. you're just very you know you're too connected to it you don't want to you know it, it's your baby you don't want anybody criticizing or talking about your baby so absolutely i'd give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe he didn't listen to that episode because of that for that reason uh but you know if he ended up listening to it this is one of this is one this is what i want to get into i can't even say it we need to get him on the show so if he's listened to it and if yeah he, if, and if he liked what he what he heard then Kelly, if you're listening to this episode, then we have to get you on the show because that would seem to be. I mean that that yeah that would seem. Then I would cry. Yeah, you know, Marcus would be crying for throughout the entire episode. It, it is it is not unlike you know the the other podcasts where uh, that this has happened to like uh, you know Kamal Nanjiani he had that X Files podcast and then they they put him in the X Files reboot or. You talking U2 to me. And they got U2. They talked about U2 for 50 episodes, and then they got a couple interviews with the band and members of REM when they did that one. It's not unlike that. Uh, I hope it happens to us. We're much smaller than those people, though. (laughs) (laughs) Objectively. So... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Richard Kelly, we want you. Yeah, but hey, th- th- this is like a. Do do you believe in the power of? Um, oh gosh, I forgot the name of it. When you say something out loud, and then a, God. No, okay, not God. What? We'll, what? We'll, we'll get to God later. Um, the <laughs> the power of saying something and it and it happening because of the universe. I do. What's manifestation? Do you believe in manifestation? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm I gonna do. I'm gonna manifest it. I'm gonna say, hey, Richard Kelly, you're gonna be on the show. It's gonna happen. We're gonna talk to you about South End Tales. I think Marcus is a fan, and yeah. and yeah, we'll we'll pick your brain for an hour, and and th- and that's it, and 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 that's all we ask for. Um, 
Yeah. And also maybe put us in Two. the South End Tales sequel or prequel, you know, yeah. have a star in that. Uh, we also want we'll that. We'll be extras. Yeah, we'll care. be extras. Or, you know, uh, give me a few lines. I think I think it'd be pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's all you want. Really, that's all you want. So, yeah. So thank you, Kelly, for that retweet. But what, 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 what we really want is for you to be on the show. So slide into our DMs. All right, Marcus. They're open. Is there anything else um, we need to cover? <clears throat> yeah, I got two more things. Oh, These okay. are much shorter. Bag, Brian Austin Green. Remember him from Domino? Uh, Megan Fox's ex-husband, right? Megan Fox's ex-husband. He was on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he lasted three weeks, got eliminated in a double elimination episode with uh, a guy from The Bachelor. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's 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 one of them. That's that that I mean that's uh, that that plays more it's just, into it's just news generally general tangentially related to to Richard Kelly's movies. I mean, it, it, for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't watched Domino, you know, uh, Brian Austin Green is featured in that. Yeah, uh, he's featured in that movie playing himself on a reality TV show. So uh, mm. again, Richard Kelly, prophetic. Uh, and then we have uh, the, call, the video game Call of Duty Warzone. Um, in a, it's a game I play pretty often. In a bizarre move, no, no, no. Uh, hold on. They they have a Halloween event every year where like zombies take over the map, and you got zombies, and if you die, you turn into a zombie and stuff. Yeah, it's very fun. <clears throat> but um, last year they released two like licensed skins. For the Halloween event, you had Leatherface and you had uh, uh, Billy the Puppet from Jigsaw. Ooh. And you could play as them while you're playing the game. This year, they are releasing two more licensed skins. Uh, I know I know, I know one Halloween. of them. Can I can I guess? Because I think I saw it online. Is one of them okay. um, uh, Ghostface from Scream? One of them is Ghostface from Scream. All and right. the other one... In a in a move that I just just puzzles me to no end. Oh wait, is Frank the Money okay. from wait. Donnie Darko? Okay, that was going to be my second guess, and I don't what? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I I the, this character like, I mean, it is the most popular character from any of his movies. That's undeniably true. Yes. But also, it's not a character that I think gets licensed out for that much. I don't think it's that big of a thing that many people would recognize. Yeah, <laughs> so wait. I'm, I'm excited. So, I mean, so far, the ones, the characters that have been released as part of this, like, Halloween thing have been Leatherface, uh, yeah. Creepy Puppet from Saw. Icon. Icon, yeah. Icon. Uh, and then yeah. Ghostface from Scream. Ghostface, Icon. Icon. And then Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko, which iconic in its yeah. own way, but not in turn, not in the tier of like not to that level horror to, movie no. franchise icons, no. huh? Interesting. It's puzzling, but it's uh, very cool. Like I, I play the game, I'm going to buy the skin. I, I I'm excited to play as Frank the Bunny. I guess. Do you just think, weird? Just just a weird one, Marcus. Do you think? Yeah. This all ties into. Remember all the way back in like episode two or, or one of this series when we were, we were talking about Donnie Darko and you said that uh, that song at the end, B 
became overplayed. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but Mad World. Mad World. It became overplayed. You said, I think, when you heard that song played in a trailer for a video game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think yeah. it's all connected? Do you think because of that song being from that movie, that gamers now really connect with Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko? Do you think it's all connected? Uh, no, okay. but I do think it's possible that this is <laughs> maybe, I, I hope Richard Kelly is getting a cut from this. I don't know if he owns the character I'm, or I'm sure if it's he like I, Drew Barrymore or whatever. Oh, uh, either but, way. Yeah. But, uh, I, 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 my, my hope is that my $20 buying this fucking skin in this video game is going to go towards producing Donnie Darko too. <laughs> The real, that's the real just, Donnie that's Darko. That's my hope. Yeah. The real Donnie Darko too. Not, not we'll S. Talk about S. Darko at some point. No, we're not going to talk about that. Not S. Darko. You know, the real Donnie Darko too. He's been threatening us with. Oh, he's been promising us with uh, for the last promising few years. Us, yeah. yeah, promising. He, not he's threatening been us. saying he's written it, and like Christopher Nolan or somebody like that told him to keep writing it. Or no, yeah. it wasn't Christopher Nolan. It was uh, James Cameron. James Cameron like read the script or something and told him to keep working on it because it was good. I don't know. Let's hope that happens, and let's hope your twenty dollars goes to that, Marcus. Um, so yeah, and let me just make sure that this is right. So you're paying twenty dollars just for that skin, or both skins? No, just that skin. I'll Wait. pay twenty dollars to play Ghostface as well. So it's twenty dollars per character. So if it yeah, was, it's it, absurd, dude. Why it's is absurd. It, why is it twenty dollars? The monetization in that game is fucking absurd. It's, it's 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 highway robbery. Insane to me. I am upset yeah. at that fact. Why was why is it that much money? Ugh. I paid twenty dollars last year to play Jigsaw, and I played twenty dollars last year to play Leatherface. I paid twenty dollars a few months ago to play uh, um, what's his face uh, Bruce Willis from Die Hard. I, I, play, I play, paid twenty dollars to play as Judge Dredd. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, and and this it is it preys on people with mental illnesses and gambling addiction problems to uh, pay them more money, and uh, that is true. Okay, this is this is coming from me, somebody who, not to brag, just bought a PS5 and is is oh la la wow, Mister Big Man with no, the PS5. No, no, I've got one too. Okay, I mean, uh, uh, sure, it, it, it's I paid you know however much for that system and some games for it and. I, I still feel every time I play it, I'm like, oh, was it really worth it? And then I play, and I was like, yeah. this is fun. But just, to, just I see, oh. the fact that I that you know to pay even more money to enjoy something as to me small as like a skin is ridiculous. Yeah. So a skin in a first person video game, I'm not going to see the skin. Other people seeing me will see will see the skin. <laughs> you can't even enjoy it. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Is that, uh, is that the news? Uh, is that but that, that is the news, Marcelo. But I do have one more point to bring up before we start. All but right. if uh, do you have anything first? Uh, no, not uh, not in this uh, pre-segment okay. Uh, segment. Okay. So uh, the I believe it was on. Uh, I, I don't remember where you said it, <clears throat> but I do remember you saying, Marcelo. Oh God, I think I, uh, I had a question. I, yeah. I had a question to you uh, about what exactly the, the Southland was. 
because uh, I don't understand that terminology. What does that like describe a, a specific place or is it kind of a general term or do people even use it? But uh, Marcelo, you did say it might have been on the last episode that you were going to tell on episode five. You were going to say exactly what the Southland is. Uh, including a timeline of when the term was first conceived and how it is used today. So, Marcelo, I'm just going to give the floor to you. Tell us what the Southland is. Tell us uh, everything about it, everything that you do know about it. All right. I can tell you exactly that answer here. Yeah, what the Southland is. In a, the Southland is... I, a, I can, I can where tell you... Where the term come from... Where, uh, who uses it? Uh, 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 does it uh, what what exact area does it define? Is it just California, or does it like stretch down to Mexico? Yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can, Marcelo, I can. Uh, I mean, Marcelo, uh, I'm you're the man. Uh, here, here I go. I'm about mm-hmm. to tell you all all that there is to yeah. is needs to be said about Southland. Yep, so no, no more time needs to be no more time <laughs> no needs, more to, time be needs to be wasted. Just, uh, so spit it out, Marcelo. We've set it up. We set you up. the The definition of Southland is land in the south, or south of a country. <laughs> that is the definition of Southland, and I can tell you that over over the years, uh, the the first uh, it was first coined in the eight in the nineteenth century, uh, around the eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. Okay. Uh, it was most popular. In 1926, okay, uh, then it's been reduced in popularity. The lowest points in the last uh, 20 in the last 50 years is 1994, but then it creeped creeped back up uh, around uh, 2000. Let's say the I'm looking at the graph right here. 2006, 2007, it popped back up in popular culture. Interesting. Southland. I wonder why that would be. I don't know why that is. Um, And then it creeped back up and then uh, its highest points in the last, uh, let's say, 50 years was in 2017. Hmm. Interesting. Really? And the curve has gone back down. And this is all thanks to Google's Books and Gram Viewer, which tracks the history of a word. Awesome. Uh, But yeah, that is your Southland Tales um, word definition and usage. Um, but yeah, so so you think they just use it in this movie because it's like Southern California? So yes, uh, uh, Merriam Webster uh, here mm. in the examples says, uh, "Think of it as more of a five-country region spreading across four thousand square miles, encompassing the five counties of California's Southland region." See, mm. even even in the example, yeah, I'll think about it like that. Even in the example, California is mentioned. Uh, as part of sure, the Southland. so it's like uh, it, it, it just it sounded nicer than SoCal Tales. Yes, although yeah. so SoCal Tales actually has a ring to it. I, I wouldn't have minded that be the title, SoCal Tales. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Is, is that is that is that what you wanted, Marcus? Is, is- I yes, uh, Marcel, you gave me exactly what you want, what I wanted, just exactly as how you explained two K a few episodes ago. Yeah, uh, you have you have explained what the Southland is. And I think if there is no further business, it is time for us to head into chapter five. Chapter five. Southland Tales. We're doing it. All right. Where do we begin? Also, first off, what are the the time codes for chapter five? Yes. This, uh, this covers 
minutes 46 27 to minute to one hour and two minutes and five seconds 46 27 to one hour two minutes and five seconds into the film all right so we're crossing the hour mark here marcella we're, we're, and uh, we're this is a section of film with a lot of uh a lot of the most iconic moments in my head i think a lot of stuff happens it, 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 it does feel stuff. does feel like the halfway point of the movie things yeah. things develop <clears throat> it feels like things get rolling we see some cars having some hardcore sex uh people get shot people get tased people get drugged up we'll talk about it john lovitz john lovitz okay so we start off with ronald and boxer showing up to the house ronald thinks his, he's rolling at this point remember that ronald believes he's rolling he's being told he's rolling He's actually Ronald. Ronald and Boxer, they roll up on the on the house where the where the domestic disturbance call, the fake domestic disturbance call has been called in. Um <clears throat> where Dion and Dream are screaming in the house. And B- Officer Bart Bookman unexpectedly pulls up next to them. Bart Bookman played by John Lovitz with uh ridiculously bleach blonde hair. Pulls up alongside them. Uh, I noticed uh, a little detail here on the side of the police cars. Uh, the phrase, I don't know how you say it, but oh, it, it's Latin. Odorant dumb metuant is uh, is uh, printed on the side of the cars. What does that mean? And uh, yeah, I looked that up. It's uh, it is loosely transcribed in Latin. It is uh, apparently a phrase that is used uh, for. Uh, let them hate so long as they fear. Ah. So I'd say that's pretty apt for the government of this movie. You yeah. Know, they keep keep uh, keep the thumb on them. Push them down. Anyway, he insists on coming along for the ride along uh, very menacingly. And uh, he comes in, he, he goes in the house with them. It's a it's a weird role for John Lovitz. He plays it completely straight. I don't think he has a joke in the entire movie. We'll see him once again later. Uh, you, okay. In commentary. I have a question. Okay. And you may have just answered it just there with that thing you just all said. Right. So you don't think he's all funny right. at all in this movie? Well, I, I, I actually literally, when this was, I'm, I have the movie playing in the background. I just saw him do a funny thing that I'd never noticed before. <laughs> what, what is it? Later on, um, when Nana Mae Frost is looking at the TVs, uh, and one of the TVs is showing uh, the, the like aftermath of the of the scene where Dion and Dream are shot. Yeah, and like the other police have shown up, and it's being a crime scene and all that. Uh, you can see him. He he grabbed like a finger of the of the cake, and he's like licking it off of his finger. Yes, I thought that was kind of funny. I noticed that. I thought I that didn't was, notice that. I thought that was funny. Um, although I, I am in agreement, he see here's the thing with Lovitz and me in this movie. Okay. And maybe, okay, and maybe I think this will play into, dare I say, the genius of Richard Kelly. The pure, unadulterated genius of Richard Kelly. Yeah. Um, The fact that Lovitz is playing it super serious, to me, Mm -hmm. goes into the self-parody territory. I think, I think in a good way. Like, it's, he's playing super serious, but we know John Lovitz. We know who he is. And I can't help but to, like, not take him seriously. And I think maybe that's the point. And I think it plays into... Because he goes in there and shoots 
uh, 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 these two, yeah. you know, comedians. Yeah. And he was also a comedian. And yeah. it's a very absurd scene, although it's not on the face of it funny to me. I think it's humorous in a way that's like, you know, I think you know what I'm trying to say. It's like it's it's a silly moment when you really look at it. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when the like the squibs go off like a second later, that's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of horrifying and funny at the same time. And I I, I should say I, I'm looking through Lovitz's filmography, and this came out a year after Benchwarmers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a year in the same year uh, as a movie called I Could Never Be Your Woman in which he plays the character of Rob um, and also right. Farce of the Penguins uh, around the same time oh dear Christ yeah <laughs> oh so dear Christ that uh, that's uh, that's love it that's love career uh, uh, at yeah. this time um, yeah hey do you have any do you have any thoughts on John Lovitz <laughs> No, I, I don't know. He like uh, just like he kind of doesn't show up all that often anymore. Like like yeah, like you had that stretch like Benchwarmers and stuff where he was in those types of Sandler comedies and uh, doesn't really show up anymore. I, I don't know. I've I've never disliked him, and I've always kind of liked him. I think he's effectively used in this movie for the reasons you said. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do like him in this movie. I think I think they play yeah. with the same re- like same same with Amy Poehler like nothing nothing she does is like outwardly funny but also just it's ridiculous what she is doing. What well, yeah, like, uh, funny on below the surface, you know. I mean, I, I, this is t- technically part of the last chapter, but like I was rewatching her arguing with um, I forget the actor's name uh, who's playing like her husband, uh, but like that whole exchange, yeah, that whole exchange is funny to me. Like it seems like yeah. she she was really yeah, 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 giving yeah. it her all like with the improv that was going on. I, His I, dick is two hundred inches. Long. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. Like yeah. uh, she's yeah. like, I don't want to be a housewife. I want to suck dick. That's funny. Yeah, they're they're doing like very bad improv on purpose. Like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> but no, John Lovitz does not get to be funny. Funny. Um, no, 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 no. But uh, th- this this section where they're like walking up to the house. Uh, is one of my favorite moments of the movie. Like you've got this like really soft kind of club music by Moby playing. Hey, I, um, I'm sure I, you didn't hear it. No. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like this, like uh, it's got this like heartbeat, like rhythm. Uh, and it's like slowly getting louder as they get closer to the house. It's, I, I think it's a really well done uh, bit of music integration. Uh, you joke because this is the running, running bit that we're doing throughout this whole series is me having said before that um, I didn't pay too much attention to Moby's music and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just really didn't stick out to me. But I will say, I wrote down here in my notes, the music. And I think the music here, I'm going to reiterate what you said and say, I think the music here stands out. I think it's good. Um, It's, there's a lot of fog around and uh, that's explained as like, side effects of the title generator out in the out in the water and uh like it, it fits into that smoky mood you know i i, I enjoyed <clears throat> that explanation um i like that there's there's purpose given in the movie for the moody atmosphere of the movie so yeah yeah i like that i like it 
the slow mo so, I think uh, works. Yeah. So yeah, so you win, Marcus. Yeah, a little bit of slow motion. You win. Yeah, this is this is uh this is my second victory of the week after the retweet. Yeah, so I'm saying here and now that the music in that scene sticks out and is good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. So we get inside the house, Dream and Dion, uh, they see John Lovitz. Uh, they get confused, but they kind of just roll with it. Uh, Dream, Amy Poehler, turns to the the cop and says uh, a poem that I'm guessing was, again, this is one of those things, it's like, it's just like so bad is the reason it's funny. Like, uh, like she really thinks she's saying something. Uh, the poem is fascist dogma applied revolution by surprise. My vagina will not be denied a vote in your subjective election. That's the entire, <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> it, 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 it's it, just, just nonsense. It's great. It, it, it goes back to what, uh, what Harrison uh, was saying about like the neo-Marxists yeah. uh, and, and like what we, Point of that too was like how they're portrayed. Like uh, there's just like it's like what are they standing for? Like what, what what's their cause? It just seems very yeah not focused. They're just very just not at all. They're they're like like hipster bohemian people. Like it, it, like and that poem I guess is another thing adding to that fire. It's like they're just very. Like, uh, uh, like we're beatniks, man. You can't handle the truth, man. And then yeah. they say a poem and get shot. So, and yeah, and then he just, then John Lovitz says nothing, just pulls out his gun and shoots them both. Yeah. Um, the squibs go off like a second later. Um, <clears throat> Boxer and, uh, uh, Ronald are both, uh, very, uh, scared at this point. Uh, Boxer starts doing his like little finger tap thingy. Um, kind of recedes into his like kind of schizophrenic personality trait. Uh, like kind of becomes a childlike in nature. And then uh, what's his face? Uh, Ronald. They both they both run out of there, uh, but not before Bart grabs the camera away from uh, Boxer. Um, and he says, "You're not really here." to Ronald who says, who am I? And he says, none of your business. Now get the fuck out of here. That line has always stuck out. Those lines have always stuck out to me. It's like really mysterious and creepy. And then they run out of there, uh, to another great, just two great music cues back to back. We got the, now wait, let's the, not jump to that yet. I want to no, go back. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Slow your roll. Calm down here. Marcus. All right. All right. You're excited. Yes, sir. You're excited. <laughs> Now, okay, we. Uh, what did you think of that line that Lovett says after he kills Dream, where he says, "Dream over." Dream <laughs> over. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny, right? It's funny. That's funny. Um, I mean, I didn't laugh, but I thought it was amusing. Uh, and then also, yeah. uh, I want to focus on that line you just said, where Lovett says, "You're not really here," right? And well, uh, yeah. and and Roland. I forget. Is it Roland or Ronald? I don't know. It uh, is. It is Ronald who believes he's Roland, right? Like he he asks, "Who am I?" Right. All, that that exchange yeah. to me in this section is important, and I'll get more into that as we go on because like this is something very sure. Very. This is very. something. Again, I'm glad we're focusing on this chapter the way we're doing it. 
because I think it happens again uh, to a boxer uh, in in just seconds time from this moment. Just just a second. Yeah. But before we get there, uh, they run. They both run out of the house <clears throat> uh, scared. Yeah. And um, here's the other great mu- music cue: uh, "Wave of Mutilation," the UK surf version by Pixies starts playing a fantastic song that I listen to uh, frequently in my life. Have I said because of this movie, have I said Marcus before that because of this movie, I I think I'm going to just say what you just said because of this movie, I added this song to my collection in iTunes and it was also like on rotation in my uh, playlists, this song, this particular version of Wave of Mutilation. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I love this song because of this movie. Yeah, it, it's it's used very well. It's a very striking uh, music cue. And again, another one that's like combined with the smoky atmosphere that's going on. It's even better. Have you dived into the lyrics and the meaning of that song? And, and have you looked at that through the eyes of this movie? Marcus, I have not, Marcelo. Is that a thing that you have done? No, let's I should have thought to do that. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to look up the lyrics of Wave of Mutilation. Okay, Wave of Mutilation is one of the chapter titles. Yeah, and I and believe. haven't I done this before with like another song? Uh, here it is. Uh, cease to resist, giving my goodbye. Draw- cease to resist. Drive my car. <laughs> Into the ocean. Drive my car into the ocean. You'll think I'm dead, but I sail away. You'll think I'm dead, but I sail away. Hey. On a wave of mutilation. On a wave of mutilation. A wave of mutilation. A wave of mutilation. Wave of mutilation. Wave of mutilation. Wave. 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 And it goes on. the 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 next uh, verse isn't as uh, I think as like. Uh, uh, metatextual as the first one because it goes, I kiss mermaids, walked the sands, crustaceans, whatever. But that first verse that we just went over, drive yeah. my car into the ocean. Interesting enough that there are cars involved with the, you know, with with Boxer and uh, Ronald. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He drives it into the ocean of the desert. Yes, the, the ocean. ocean of sand. Yeah. And hey, you'll think I'm dead. <laughs> But I sail away. You'll think I'm dead, but I sail away. Holy shit, Marcelo. Yeah, breaking this thing wide open. So there you go. Fantastic. There. God damn. God damn. Richard Kelly, you really are a, a genius. <laughs> and this is not, uh, this is us not being, I mean, this is us being and real. Th- I mean, this is, we're, no, we're, we're not, we're not yes, joking around. No, here. yeah. And this is not something like super obvious. Like I'm, I'm not making fun of it because I, I actually do really like it, but it's not like super obviously used like, uh, like uh, the uh, Bob Dylan song at the beginning of Watchmen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. like, like it, it's like very obvious in the moment why that song is being played to represent these things. 
Uh, this is something that sneaks up on you. This is something that I didn't understand until Marcelo just said it. Oh, really? I, 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 I you, you had no idea, or, or you, you didn't make the connection until just now. No, I never thought to do it. Interesting. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have provided that for you, Marcus. Um, yeah. Again, remember, remember when I said off mic that we were, we were going to record the best episode of podcasting ever today. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it is happening. I think we are uh, just really. Uh, 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 just on another level right now. Boxer, <laughs> he gets a phone call from Starla, who yes. asks him, "If is this is this Jericho Kane?" To which he says, "Yes," because his mind has just been kind of kind of really rattled, and he's like, he thinks he's Jericho Kane right now. Crazy. Uh, she introduces herself as Doctor Muriel Fox, who, if we will remember, was a character from the screenplay, which we read in the graphic novel. Um. Uh, and she has the secret documents about the title generator. He was right. His theory that the title changes have caused a rift in the space-time continuum. Uh, that That is correct, and it is slowing down the world. The breach happened in the desert by Lake Mead. This is the breach that we will learn more about later, where Boxer drove into the thing. All right. She gives him a, fun, a phone number to call. Ah, hold on, Marcel. Okay, okay, she okay. gives him a phone number to call. 310-691-6496, which is 6-9 again backwards. It's so funny. It's the number for Von, von Smallhouse. Played by John Larroquette, who is still alive. Okay, good. The screen gives his exact... Uh, I thought it was funny that the screen on her uh, computer gives his exact date of birth, blood type, uh, and social security number. Wow. But his birthplace is just listed as the United States. <laughs> so they couldn't figure out where he was born, but they have his social security number. Anyway, Marcelo, uh, yeah, here's what's the commentary on this part? What's what's so great about this? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's, <laughs> you're just 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 giving away the secret here. This is what we do. <laughs> we, we we provide commentary for every scene. Yeah. Now, and we have to tell you, this is commentary. This is commentary. We're being we're ana- we're analyzing. That's not a word. We're That's being, spicy pineapple. Hitting uh, me good. I, I'm on my second drink of Tobo Chico hard seltzer, and I think it's already hitting me. Um, okay. So, and this might be because I'm dumb, Marcus. Okay. And I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, this is just, don't make fun of me when I, when I say this. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, okay. Now you also have to remind me of the character's name. Who's the, who's the person who calls Boxer just now? What's her name? Vaughn. Oh, uh, Starla. Starla, right. Starla. So what Starla says to Boxer, that that thing about the, 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 what, what is it? Like what, whatever she says about the rift in the time space continuum, is yeah. that real, real? Or is that just from the screenplay? Like it's both. It, it, happens in the screenplay and the screenplay reflects what happens like that that's that that's what happens when a boxer uh drives the car with roland into the uh and they like create the second versions of themselves and also when uh boxer is on the roller coaster and like he travels through time to see the native american fella yeah and all that is in the graphic novel for those who are very confused. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, I, I, I figured that was the case. I just want to make sure because to me, there's always like this like disconnect of like what's in the screenplay versus what's happening in their real life. Like, I yeah, maybe this is what you'd call like a a fault in the screenwriting. But again, we say Richard Kelly's a genius here. Um, but to me, it's not made overtly clear how much of a connection there is in the screenplay of boxers versus like what's happening in real life. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, to me, that there's that disparity. But I don't know. I, I, I get it, though. I, I see what's happening. But it's, it's something that's not fully connecting with me as, as we go on. Um, the, the thing that's confusing to me is why she gives him the number to Vaughn, um, who she knows will like take him. But, uh, I, I just, I don't remember what Muriel does in the screenplay. Maybe she has to maybe box, maybe, uh, Jericho had to get captured at some point by the bad guys or, but, but because like there's this bit of Starla that is like, she's like a company woman. She, uh, she she wiretaps uh Kenny and that that leads to his death um so like I, it almost feels like she's playing him here but also she comes back later in a in a later episode to like very much show that no she's not playing with him here like she's she kind of believes she is Dr. Muriel Fox and she's kind of going crazy a little bit it's like, it's like maybe she's not as far gone at this point, or maybe she's just trying to. Maybe or maybe she, this is what she thinks she has to do to make the things come true. Like possibly, I, I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I can't quite figure that out. Or, or maybe she sees that he he really is in trouble, and the only way for him to get out of that situation is like for uh-huh. for him to fall into the hands of, you know, the uh-huh. what's him's what's uh who's it's. Uh, what's, 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 what's his, uh, wife's name? His wife. Um, uh, boxer's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, frost. Yeah. The frosts. Um, frost. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Madeline. Madeline. Madeline yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like to fall in like her <clears throat> hands. Like in, cause like, if, if, if she, if he were just to be just out in the wild boxer, what's going to happen to him after the shooting? Sure. Right. Right. Um, but this so also plays Marcel, into. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. This also plays into please, what we just do. said earlier about like uh, Roland Rano not knowing who they are, and now Boxer is like also not knowing who he is because he also has yeah. like this uh, amnesia that's that's you know he doesn't know who he is, and it's it's all about these people just are being lied to and like being uh, uh, coerced into doing things that. They, they don't know who who they really are. They don't know what they really should be doing. So I found that more, that connection to me stood out more this time around. Uh, it's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing we do, the commercial, the famous commercial, the, the, the thing that should be famous from this movie. I don't, I don't know if you can call anything from this movie famous. Oh, let me ask you this. But, uh, what? What is the one famous thing of this movie? The one famous thing of this movie. What do you think is the one the, famous the, thing? The one iconic. The, the one that the, it was like a flop. I don't know. I'm going to point to one thing that I think uh, people uh, not reference, but pe- nobody's referencing South End Tales. 
But I think no. I think the one thing that stands out for this movie, in this movie, I mean, is the one yeah. line that The Rock says is pimps don't commit suicide. That's the one thing pimps, I think okay, sure. maybe yeah. stands out for people. And they're like, oh, sure. that's from South Antel. Other than that, but, but Yeah. This is this is one of those things I could see somebody coming up with like clever wording and uh, tweeting this as a video, and uh, and this ends up going viral. Like th- this this scene, if the right person sees this and decides to and decides the right thing to write out and tweets this video, I think it could uh, go somewhere. I think that's but, a challenge. I think I'm going to take you on and uh, do that yeah. tonight and write the most perfect tweet. I'll tweet out this video, <laughs> and it'll get one million retweets. Put it on your TikTok. Put it like your oh, TikTok yeah. famous right now. Like, yeah, put it put it on there. We'll see what happens. With did it. you did you see? Because I I haven't posted on there in like two months. Your TikTok banned. I I I posted one TikTok the other day after not posting for two months, and it already has like twelve thousand yeah. views. It's it's insane. Um, bit of bit of commentary, yeah. Of your commentary business. How how was? I wanted to ask you how how is that four K player on this on this PS Five? Is it up to snuff for you? Okay, uh, uh, th- this is a tangent, but yes, like I have a PS Five, um, and yeah. I also have I've had this four um, K Blu Ray player uh, ever since I got my four uh, K TV. So it's been like I think three years now that I've had this Blu Ray player, this four K Blu Ray player. Comparing the two, the PS5 and the 4K uh, player, uh, I'll the edge goes to the Sony 4K player only because that Sony 4K player has Dolby Vision, and I think it makes the difference by ah, a minimal, minimal amount, minimal amount. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I compared um, Inglorious Bastards in 4K on the PS5 and on the regular 4K player, and I, I'd go with the 4K player. Um, Fair enough, but that's just me, and, and also maybe just because good information to have. It's also maybe just because like I haven't like tinkered with like the PS5 settings yet, really. So maybe I need to make some adjustments to the PS5. But it still looks amazing. The the, the the 4K yeah. player on the PS5. Um, I, I played Christine in 4K the other night, and that looked pretty good. So, but yeah, it's I think it, the difference is minimal. I think it's still a solid 4K player on the PS5. But no, uh, it's it's okay. If only the PS5 had Dolby Vision, I think it'd be a perfect. Uh, system, but sure. I'll, I'll admit the player I have that has the 4K uh, Dolby Vision, it's it's superior. I I, I love that look. Um, but anyway, awesome. But anyway, so um, we don't get to see this in 4K yet, but we do get to see it in beautiful 2K. Yeah, the commercial for the new 2008 Trier Saltair. Uh, this commercial features. <laughs> Uh, this, this is like the most surreal part of the movie. It was probably the most expensive part of the movie to film, I would imagine. Uh, the commercial features a jeep pulling up behind another jeep, and it mounts it like an ele- like the like we see the elephants from earlier that like flash during the beginning of the movie. If you remember oh, yeah. the elephants having sex, uh, reminded me of that. But uh, yeah, the the the, the jeep uh, mounts the other jeep. And uh, the 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 muffler of the one in the back extends out and shapes like a penis, and it inserts itself into the vaginally shaped muffler of the other jeep and starts thrusting. And in the last second, you see the car in front uh, uh, orgasms, I guess, and the hood flies open, and uh, we cut to the Trier Saltair 
2008, which uh, it's coming soon. And the lady who says coming soon extends on coming. And uh, California emission standards approvals are still pending. And uh, so uh, this is uh, ridiculous. It's it's very, very funny. Uh, like the most blatantly funny thing in the entire movie, I think. Uh, it is uh, gross. It's it's weird. It's like a thing that I can't. I, I have no idea how this is in this movie. Like this feels so. How that get by the MPAA and not make it an NC seventeen or something? But hey, Marcus. Uh, hey, yeah. Believe it or not, I have the answers for you. Hmm. Yeah. Holy shit! All right. Yeah. What do you got? So this is coming from the AV Club. Uh, this is the oral history of Southland Tales. Oh, I, re- I read that. I don't remember this part. Okay. Yeah. So this is a direct quote from Richard Kelly about the car fucking scene. So this is what he says. Yeah. He says, believe it or not, it was a crazy idea that I had when I was working with Tony Scott on Domino. Hell yeah. Uh, Kelly goes on to say, uh, Tony Scott used to produce uh, uh, with his company, RC- RSA. Uh, these BMW commercials that were like short films and they would bring in big directors to direct them. It says here, Kelly pitched the idea of two BMWs having sexual intercourse. They were amused by it, but it was clearly too bonkers and out there for a BMW commercial. Uh, And then he thought this ties into Wallace Shawn's characters, Baron Vaughn and the clean energy and the idea of his fleet of vehicles. Uh, It can be a provocative moment in the movie. He says, uh yada 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 and speaking about the cgi uh he goes i mean we couldn't even afford to show the suv going through the rift of time at the end with the flashbacks of what happens in the (laughs) desert but to build an suv with cgi wasn't crazy he goes so then i asked my visual effects team can you have two cars having sex in a commercial and we were on the same wavelength just trying to make this really bold statement a lot of everything that was happening in the world in 2005 a real thing and the visual effects team they went we're going to do it we're just going to go for it so there you go so he didn't have the budget to show something a scene that would maybe make more sense of things in the movie but he you know he had enough money to make this commercial in full CGI so yeah there you go oh and it says here yeah the the, uh, studio really wanted to cut it but of course they uh, refused to uh Ooh, you sony yeah so yeah it, it made it into the movie so there you go oh yeah yeah uh yeah and uh, a very funny scene followed uh and uh made made funnier i think by uh bobby Frost's reaction to it uh did i just see two cars pork each other yeah which he just kind of <laughs> says to vaughn which is uh, that, that's funny and Madeline is there. This is the first time we see her. Uh, she says, uh, played by uh, Mandy Moore, uh, she says she thought the commercial was disgusting, and she downs the last of her champagne and walks off screen. And this is when Vaughn gets the call from Boxer, who thinks he's Jericho Kane. And Vaughn tells him to go to the Baja Cantina, which is a restaurant, I guess. Yes, uh, we don't know anything about uh, um, uh, restaurants in LA, so we don't know if this is a real one. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. One interesting thing I caught in this scene, Marcus, um, after Baron, 
Wallace Shawn's character, you know, says, hey, here's the commercial and here's to Mother yeah. Ocean or whatever. He looks up mm-hmm. at Serpentine up in the uh, she's looking down from the balcony yes. above. Yes. And I think that plays into. I don't know. It, it, it makes me rethink who's in charge here and like who which which character is like hiding in the background maybe pulling the strings and i like interesting i like that moment um and not to skip ahead it's a but good the, shot it, it is it is a good shot like yeah. looking over serpentine's shoulder looking down she's smoking the cigarette it's yeah it's 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 i think it's key maybe to the later scenes and there's maybe one moment later on in the next chapter that kind of also shows serpentine in the background um but anyway i i like that moment that's cool. That's cool, man. It's very cool. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. So I think that's uh, all we have about that scene. It's funny. Uh, what Wallace Shawn says. Uh, Again, you know, John Larroquette's still alive. The, no longer have to pollute the earth. He's he's another one of those things. Not outwardly funny, but just he is being funny with his mannerisms and what he's saying and how angrily he's saying it. Uh, yes, Sean Larquette, uh, we uh, would love to have you on the show. Okay, so the TV on Pilot James Atlas cuts to the TV, uh, it, it, not TV, but it's Pilot Pilot Abilene's computer. Um, yes. He's like watching the news. And we get a little bit of headlines here. We get uh, the headline, Dumbass Exodus, <laughs> uh, which is a doomsday cult group boards a cruise ship to prepare for the second coming, which, uh, hey, yeah, they were right to do it. Yeah, and neo-Marxist freedom warriors will stage midnight Dion and Dream tribute, which uh, is weird because <clears throat> I think I think that's weird because uh, we uh, learn that they died in a murder suicide, which I don't think they would do a tribute if or like we learn that that's how it's being framed in the media uh, is that they died in a murder suicide, they shot each other. And that's, uh, that's interesting because, like, okay, they have you're saying this I don't is think happening. Do a tribute after that, the, the, you said this is happening uh, in like the news headlines, right? Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. And then it then it transitions to the beach, and I think they're also doing a. It's not the same memorial, but there there's a memorial happening on the beach about uh, those two characters. But you make a good point, like. If they're framing it as a murder-suicide, why would they be memorializing them? Although, I mean, Marcus, I mean, uh, when, uh, you know, something tragic happens to anybody, maybe you do want to do a memorial of some kind, right? It doesn't... Sure, sure, but, I don't know, let's... I mean, let's not be too dark about it, but let's say... Let's be super... Let's say, okay, how, uh, how about this? Before you say that, let me say this. Let me uh-huh. Let me jump into the darkness first. When... Like Kurt Cobain died, and I wasn't around for that. I wasn't sure. uh, old enough to, you know, fully, yeah, uh, be aware no, of it. You were still in diapers. I was still in diapers, but I, I remember seeing footage and seeing documentaries about what happened afterwards. And we see these like memorials, and we see like Courtney Love on stage, and even though she's in a way, you know, um, 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 you know, paying reverence to him, she's also calling him an asshole for committing suicide. So. It, I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's that's that, how that, I. That's different. Like I think just a suicide is different. But but like like uh, let's say that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and Maya Rudolph <laughs> okay, end up shooting each other. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are that's... we gonna 
I, I mean, are uh, we gonna are we gonna hold a candlelight vigil for that? Like, I I don't know because that that that's a more complicated situation than just a suicide. I think. I'm, I I never cut anything out of a podcast, but I'm so close to cutting it. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to leave it in for your sake. Um, uh, good. Okay, uh, but, come uh, attack me. How how Trolls. about this? How about this? How about uh, 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 is is it so far of a reach? Even though we don't get this, okay. Even though it's like at this point in the in the movie, it's it's very much like not brushed off but like it's it happens and after these moments there's not much said about it right how are we uh, uh, what if in this world it's seen as like a cover up or like police brutality sure or, yeah that that is possible yeah make it maybe that's part of what's happening we just aren't privy to that like yeah I, I, I can totally buy that or maybe the news media is just trying to make it look like the neo-Marxist freedom warriors are these uh, sickos who are going to be celebrating murderers. Huh? Yeah, maybe. Um, I, hey. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a conservative media. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, if you, if you noticed on the, in, in one of the boxes on, uh, Oh yes. Pilots, Cab- uh, pilot Abilene's, uh, computers. We also learn his middle name is James. Oh. Uh, in one of the little boxes, they're playing that god awful short, <laughs> yes. short that is on this Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, I I just uh, noticed that uh, this time around. I haven't, I did not notice that yeah. before. And I think we even said uh, on that episode where we talked about that terrible short film, we were wondering why we had to watch it or why it was a special feature. What's <laughs> what's the connection? And now we know that. Yes, yeah. it it's featured in this movie in in uh, in the littlest way possible. It's it's For like two and a half seconds. Yeah, uh, uh, we did not have to see it. It's no. uh, I mean, yeah, no, I I, I struggle to talk about it because it's just so bad, and I just yeah. want to end my sentence here and not talk about it ever again. Yeah, and then we have uh, we also have um, uh, a link that I followed up to. Uh, it's us-idef.org. Doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know if it ever did. Doesn't exist now though. Oh. So uh, he is aiming out onto the beach, and we go into Cindy, Krista, and Terry. They're uh, getting smoked out uh, out of a bong, weed smoke. <laughs> 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 while Cindy tries, he is uh, she is trying to uh, call boxers representation to get them onto the phone. This is following up the side plot uh, from uh, the graphic novel about how like Krista is just trying to use boxer to get like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever to make a fake movie. Um, uh, she's trying. So Cindy's like calling his representation, trying to blackmail them. Uh, you can see the like text that she is saying in the like you can see what she is saying being written out as text in the foreground on the computer i thought that was like an interesting visual deal and uh krista who is uh clearly uh high uh she says she's like saying please don't hurt him he's not the person you think he is but she's saying in this very uh blase way because she's uh uh, blitzed out of her damn mind, Marcelo. Out of her damn mind. Have you had pot? Yeah. 
<laughs> I had pot. Sure, yeah, I have. <laughs> not, not, not for me. I, I got it. I got it out of my system at like nineteen or whatever, and I, just, I don't like it. I don't do it. Wow, you don't like pots. All right, that's good to know. I don't like pot. It makes me paranoid. Uh, it freaks me out. Honestly, if I'm being one hundred percent honest, I don't like it. I, I I get that. I have I have uh, I have friends who also feel the same way. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to say either either way or not if I smoke pot, so I'll leave that up to you. Sure, listeners. yeah, 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 right. <laughs> so, I, I force- yeah, I'll be on. I'll be honest. You you hide like a coward. <laughs> All right, on to the next scene. Uh, it is Ronald, Bing, and Zora. They're talking in the the squad car. Bing, bong, bing, ba, boo, bee, ba, 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 ba. They're talking about what just happened, like what Zora, uh, uh, Ronald, Ro- Ronald, who thinks he's Roland, he is saying. Like what the hell happened there? And Zora is playing dumb. Another another moment where a character does not know who they are. Yeah, Zora is playing dumb. She's trying to convince him. No, the, the, we we put two squibs on them. Still, they, we doubled up the squibs. Uh, they're, they're they're not dead. Um, she accidentally flubs up and calls him Roland, and no. he catches on that she is lying to him. God damn he, it is starting to understand he's starting to like know that something bigger is happening here uh, uh, oh, no. Uh, oh no here's here's a here's an outwardly funny thing bing his delivery here he wants to leave he just is like just kind of an awkward third third wheel here in this conversation uh, and he says like i don't really want to be involved in this anymore at all and he just gets out and uh, starts rollerblading away. And uh, Zora, she grits her teeth and she's like, yes, it's okay, honey, you can leave. And uh, then she grabs, after he leaves, he grabs a taser, tases Ronald, pushes him out of the squad car. He's knocked out. <clears throat> and then she screeches out and loops around and bam, there goes Bing, dead, splat. Miss him. Well, we love him. No, <laughs> I was going to ask. Um, Rest in peace, Bing Zimmerman. Uh, Bing Zimmerman. That's, is that the character's name or the actor's name? That is the character's name. Okay, I see it now. Todd Berger. Todd I'm, something. Todd I'm Berger. looking up. I'm looking up Todd Berger right now. What is he known for? Uh, okay. Now I'm on his IMDb. We're gonna play. Yep. The top four game, okay, for Todd Berger, okay. Can, okay. can you guess what top four films, according to IMDb, he's known for? Southland Tales, Donnie Darko, I don't know anything else he's <laughs> Wrong on both counts. So here Great. are his top four that he's known for. Again, we just saw him die in Southland Tales. He has at least two or three scenes where he's featured. He has lines, okay? But... It, Southland Tales is not in his top four. Here's what is. It's a disaster. Cover versions. Okay. The Scene Stirs. And The Happy Time Murders. Do you remember The Happy Time oh, Murders? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Bing. I'm sorry, man. So, Bing, uh, it's not that he starred in Happy Time uh, Murders. He's the writer of Happy Time Murders. Oh, golly gee. I, look, look, I, I can't, I, I doubt we can blame him. I, I doubt it. 
Uh, it looks here that his uh, next project is an untitled Marlon Wayne's next Netflix project. So he's got that coming up as a writer. All right. So yeah, he, well, hey, he's working. He's working. Man, I bet that Netflix money is pretty good, especially right now. Oh, and he says uh, it says right here that uh, he directed It's a Disaster, which, uh, if I uh, remember correctly, I think I think that's a good movie. Have you seen that movie? It's I, a good movie. I it's. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I know what this is. This is, uh, the David Cross thing, right? Yes. 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 I have seen that. It was good. Yeah. yeah. So Todd Berger he directed that. He wrote, oh, he wrote and directed. It's a disaster. Yeah. So yeah, that was and, good. I mean, I saw that years ago, obviously pre pandemic, but I'm sure that plays really well now in the yeah. pandemic times. Cause if you don't know the plot of that movie from what I remember, it's like this, you know, ensemble comedy cast, uh, a lot of couples stuck in a house with like something happening outside. Basically, that's like a, a gas yeah. leak or some poison is outside and they can't leave. And yeah, it, comedy ensues. Um, but I, I, I remember it being funny. I remember it being good. Uh, so there you go. So there you go. Fun fact yeah. about Todd Berger. That is interesting. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that about him. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. A decent movie. Um, yeah. Good for him. One of the best movies of all time. All right, let's keep going. Uh, I, 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 yeah, one of the top four movies of all time. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah, she uh, runs over Bing. Uh, it's interesting. At the same time that uh, Ronald uh, gets tased and gets knocked out, at this exact same time, Roland wakes up in the garbage bin with his hand glowing. Uh, we don't see it. It's kind of off screen. We just see, like, the faint glow. Um, he looks at it. Uh, he then like flips it off. He like does like the middle finger and laughs about it. Le- uh, legitimate Blade, question. Zora. Yeah. What's happening there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, okay. Here's my interpretation of the glowing hand. Okay. Here it comes. Marcus. Are you ready for it? Hit me. Okay. It glows because that's the hand in which he shakes hands with at the end with his doppelganger. Well, right? Yes, yes. But does he is he recognizing that at this point? Is he is he thinking like I have something special? Does he think does he just think he's high? Like I think he just thinks like he's what? he's hallucinating or he's high. He he sees it yeah. and he just moves on, but. I mean, yeah, it's foreshadowing, right? It's, it's, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I, mean, I, I recognize that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I recognize that too. And, but, but beyond that, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's supposed to signify something like, yeah. I mean, um, uh, uh, stigmata, maybe, because like stigmata comes from the yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. And we I should, guess. we should also say that Pilot Abilene has narration here about Revelations yeah. 22, right? He is reading, uh, from the book of Revelations, Revelation 22, for it will never be night again, and they will not need lamplight or sunlight, because the Lord God will be shining on them. They will reign forever and ever. So, that hand will light their way. That is that is God shining through his hand. So, yeah. stigmata, you're right. I, look, I, looked up, I looked up the book of Revelations, um, and I looked at that verse. Did you? Yeah. Uh, is it real? It is real. Uh, uh, well, 
you know, I, I don't I don't know anything about interpretations, but like this website I found has the has the quotes has the verse different than what's said in the movie. So I don't know if it's Kelly dot com. Yeah, the actually it's called BibleHub.com. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, he probably just paraphrased. Yeah, it. He paraphrased. That, it, that's fair enough. Just it, like the 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 uh, the world ending line. The 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 full with, verse with a whimper, not with a bang. The full verse from beginning to end of here is: No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be within the city, and His servants will worship Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more light. Sorry, there will be no more night in the city, and there will be no more need of for lights of a lamp or of the sun, for that God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Jesus is coming is the next sentence. Jesus is coming. Yeah, he's coming hard. Jesus is coming. And then the angel said to hard. me, "These words are faithful and true. The God of the spirits of the prophets has sent him his angel to show his servants that must that what must soon take place, etc., etc." I I I really fucked up that quote, but that's what it says. Anyway, that's it. <sighs> fucked up hard, man. Okay, uh, here we go. Last scene of the of the film. We're done. <laughs> it's crazy that they end the film here, right in the middle. Yeah, it's really weird. But uh, what it is is Walter, uh, the Highlander. He is flipping. Uh, he's flipping through a Wired magazine, uh, the one with uh, what's his face on the front. Um, and the news news in the background is telling about how Dion and. Dion and dream, uh, murder, suicide. Uh, he laughs, he chuckles and he says smart under his breath. So, uh, I thought that was interesting because in the credits, uh, Veronica Mung is dreams, real name. And Walter Mung is this guy's name. So he's like, uh, I, I guess they're not actually related or he doesn't believe it or something and he's just laughing about it or he's just some weirdo. Uh, maybe it's just coincidental that they have the last name. Uh, Roland asks to borrow his cell phone. It just happens upon the ice cream truck. The news is telling of the red tide, which is a mass of plankton or algae near the surface of the water, which makes it appear red. And apparently this has started happening out in California since the Trier generator was started, was turned on a few weeks back. Uh, interstate visas have been suspended for the weekend due to a code red terror alert and 47 U.S. soldiers were gunned down in Syria because of like a bomb or something. And then uh, Walter grabs his uh, magnum pistol and he aims it at Roland and injects him with fluid karma and drags him into the back of his truck. End of movie. So this scene was interesting. Roll credits. (laughs) This scene I thought was interesting. I I said the Mung connection. Uh, The the, the, who who is Roland calling, do you think? Or Ronald? This is actually Ronald. Mm. No, this is Roland. This is Roland. Because we don't know, right? We don't know who he's calling, right? No, we don't. Uh, who do you so, think he's calling? Oh, who do I think he's calling? Who would he call? I've got a guess. Um, uh, he's not going to call Boxer, is he? No, no I, I, I think he's going to call Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. 
got a fly buzzing around me. Here. I don't know who he's calling. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't either. Uh, maybe he's going to call the other brother. I don't the, know. the police? He's going to do this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Anything else to say about this? Uh, I don't know. This. Okay. I think we'll talk more about it in future chapters. But uh, or or or, or does Highlander say it in this scene? Or does he? Because uh, they're looking for Ronald Roland, right? After the police shooting, because that that's it's like an people know he's involved, right? I don't know. Jesus, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, do, do you know the answer right now? Why is Why is Highlander wanting R- Ronald Roland? Uh, I think he kind of thinks himself to be a part of this grand scheme. Like he's kind of one of the characters that sees through it, <clears throat> and he wants to like take. He 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 takes uh, Roland here to like get him to Ronald later in the movie, even though it seems like it happens by happenstance, mm, okay. he does eventually take him to Ronald. Yeah. I mean, this is a preview for the next couple of chapters, but um, maybe I just need to rewatch this whole thing again. But like the Highlander um, character, uh, I don't know why he does what he does for some of these scenes, but we'll get into it. Yeah, uh, we'll get into it. So if that's it, I think uh, last thing I have to do is the the roundup of all the the uh, the uh, product placement I've been seeing throughout the movie. Oh yes, uh, just 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 again, this is just for your information. For these are the companies you should support. Uh, you should support you should support uh, Panasonic and specifically buy their Viera TV, which I, I think is probably a, a 2006 TV that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Panasonic, that box appears in the house with Dr- Dream and Dion, and it's also the TV that uh, is playing the commercial. So I'm guessing they bought the TV and then put the box in the house. Um, there's a Dasani bottle in the room with Bing and Zora. All right. Yeah. So go drink Dasani, support Coca-Cola. Yes, please. Um, the, the body armor that, uh, that the boxer is wearing that he strips off, uh, it's Smith and Wesson brand body armor. So please go out there and buy some Smith Smith and and Wesson. Yeah. Yeah. Buy whatever guns they make. Use promo code. Uh, The camera. The the camera is a Sony, and uh, the gun, the 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 where Justin Timberlake is with the sniper rifle, that's placed on top of the Maria Soul Restaurant, which is a real restaurant in California. And uh, they uh, the Wired magazine at the end. Wired is a real magazine. Is Wired still uh, a thing? Do you know? I, I would imagine it is, but I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Wired Magazine. Wired Magazine. Uh, it says here that, yeah, I mean, they're still publishing articles online. Yeah. Uh, still doing articles. Still published in print and online. So, yeah, it's still going. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, going strong. Since 1993. 
great business to be in these days, I would imagine. The magazine term, sorry, the magazine coined the term crowdsourcing. Holy shit. Fun fact. Now that's a fun fact. Oh, that's a fun uh, We always like to leave you with fun facts here at Have a Nice Apocalypse. <laughs> and we hope you had fun listening. Uh, uh-huh. We had fun recording. Uh, we've broken down this chapter uh, better than anybody could ever. So we mm-hmm. have left mm-hmm. no stone unturned. No. Uh, by the end of this, you, as long as us, will be experts at Southland Tales. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll have a very special guest. I hope so. Committing that committing that now that I, so I will find a guest. Um, there will be a guest next episode. Um, okay. There will be a guest next episode and they'll be great. What What is it that we have to say now at the end of this? Is there something? I mean, I think we've covered yeah. everything. I think, I think we've, uh, we've said all we need to say. Uh, plugs. Hey, follow Gunkblader no on Twitter at Zero. G-U-N-K-B-L-A-D-R. Not a part of this podcast. Talkfromsociety.com. All right. That's it, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Patreon. you, Marcus. I want to thank you so much. From I want to thank bottom, you so much, Marcelo. I love you. Uh, you're my best that. friend. I think that uh, I think that the work that we do here is valuable. It is work. Um, it <laughs> we we, we <laughs> clock in labor. We just just remember to clock out at the end of this shift, Marcus. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll expect I'll expect my payment in the mail. Sure. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's what we do here. You just heard it, folks. And as we say at the end of all these episodes, hey. Yep. Have, have a nice, nice apocalypse. apocalypse. Bye.